You know when shame just sort of washes over you and you find yourself reliving failures and stuff and it can feel like you're just taking a shower in it. Here's how to get out of the shame shower. Hi, I'm David. Maybe something about my story will sound familiar to you. I was a business owner working in marketing who had somehow managed to make it all the way to my 40s before I discovered that the thing that was torpedoing my world was ADHD. So I went on a quest. I was looking for a coach and I found the amazing Dana Rayburn. I saw such dramatic results that I thought more people need a dose of Dana in their lives. And the Kick Some ADHD podcast was born. Hey, Dana. Hey, David. Do you sing in the shower? Oh, yes, I do sing in the shower. Don't you? I don't really sing in the shower. You know what? Actually, lately, I listen to podcasts when I'm in the shower. I have one of those little Bluetooth speakers that's kind of not entirely waterproof, but you know, can get splashed on. So I set it like near and I can listen. And so I I think that probably has killed my shower singing career. All right. (laughs) What kind of stuff do you sing? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, okay. I sing whatever is playing on Dana Radio 24-7 that day. I see. Well, that is naturally not the kind of shower we're talking about today. No, it's not the kind of shower we're talking about, David. We're talking about the shame shower today. Yes, it's a concept that you, dear listener, if you have been with us any length of time, you've heard us talk about before. The shame shower. The shame shower. The shame shower. And how do you step out of it? We have a code for this one, David. Remember our ADHD codes? This I Our do. code for shame is shame is a sign. It's not a solution. It is so easy for us hmm. to stand in the shame shower. The shame is just flooding down on us. And we got to step out of it and realize that so the shame is triggered by something. And when we can learn to identify that and step out of that shame shower and into solution mode... Life is just going to go a lot smoother. It is going to go more smoothly. I I think this is a place that I've been living a little bit in lately, Dana. (laughs) Yeah, David. So I've heard a little bird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We had a separate conversation about it, but, and it, and it, and it could have something to do with recent topics. (laughs) Yeah. We talked about tax drama last week. Um, that's not entirely disconnected, but that's not exactly why I've been in and out of the shame shower. But I, I can, this is a, this is a relevant topic for me today, just because I've, I've dealt with it a lot, probably in the last week or so, honestly. Right. And I believe from what you've told me is that you tend to, your shame shower is always kind of running and you're standing close to it a lot anyway. You're not always in it, but it's easy for you to step in, which is really normal for people with ADHD. Yeah, I, I had I had been in a place for a while where I wasn't dealing with it so much, but uh, just due to a series of circumstances recently, it's been very it's been very close by, and um, and yeah, I've had some just all out like <laughs> long showers, <laughs> long shame showers, long yeah. shame showers. Uh, Why so. is shame such a familiar thing for a lot of people with ADHD? Oh my goodness. Where do we start, Dana? Where I do would we say, start? Yeah. I mean, most of us know what it is to disappoint people. 
Mm-hmm. Most of us know what it is to like make plans that we don't follow through on at some level or another. And obviously we disappoint ourselves. And that I think is where some of the worst of it can come from, at least for me. I, I know different people have different experiences, but we've also been subjected to all those corrective messages Yeah, at a young age. And for a lot of years, the the you're you're broken. Yeah, why can't the, you finish anything? Why? Do, yeah, you know, why can't you finish anything? Why can't you sit still? Why can't you pay attention? Why don't you dress right? Why don't you look right? Why don't you be quiet? Yeah. Why don't you? You know, all of those messages that we've gotten so much for our from our lives. You're so weird. Yeah, if you'd only planned ahead, you know, well, you could have known this was coming, this consequence, whatever, this negative circumstance, this this was yeah. bound to happen if you didn't do X, Y, or Z or whatever that we intended to do. Yeah, so, everybody else can do it. Why can't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, for a long time, I was able to just kind of ignore, I didn't, I had stories around all the reasons why something didn't happen. But once it all sort of caught up with me and I got the diagnosis and realized, oh yeah, actually... There are any number of circumstances where this has been affecting me. And then it, it just really started to pummel me after a while. It's like, dang it, you know, maybe I'm just this way and I'm going to always disappoint people and whatever. And, and if you just soak in that for a while, that negative emotion just overwhelms you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're in the shame hot tub. but shame shower sounds better so we're sticking with it yeah sometimes you're just swimming in it you're you're wallowing in it you're not even yeah Yeah. and one thing i i'm curious david i think i just heard you say is that as you've been more aware of your adhd and and had to realize what the cause of so many of the challenges are is that the shame showers gotten stronger yeah i think so i i I, maybe it was just more of a realization or self-awareness that comes along with, you know, when you realize actually, no, I just disappoint people regularly. Um, you know, I think, I think, I think a lot of dealing in reality has caused me to have to process truth, you know? Yeah. And you, and when you process truth and, and, and a lot of times the, the, the fingers do actually point back at you. <laughs> You know, that can be uh, that can be really overwhelming, especially when your intentions are good. I guess if you didn't care or have positive intentions, then maybe you wouldn't feel ashamed, you know, for. Right. Or you could blame it on other people or other things or whatever. But you have you are a man of great intention and integrity. And it's hard when it's looking at you. And I'm curious as we watch you get better with your ADHD over the years and do some of this work, how, what happens with the shame shower? It may just be you're in a place right now where it's really magnified. Yeah. I think some things sort of kind of collided in my situation and, and you, you know, there are, there are part of the reason that I wasn't dealing with it so much was because I am getting better, right? There are things that Mm -hmm. I can just say, Hey, I'm going to set this intention. I'm going to stick to it. And, and, you know, there's a track record where you start to feel a little more confident or whatever. But then uh, you, when you've increased your confidence level and then some dominoes fall, oh, man, yeah, it was just all too easy to fall back into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so shame shower. And we also have to realize that today we're talking about action, that shame is a sign, it's not a solution. And for a lot of people, 
it's two pronged. We need to do therapy work, the emotional healing, helping navigate this with the professional that is a therapist or counselor. That which is not coaching. That's not what I do. Sure, I'm more. I'm the solution side. So I think we really have to look at it both ways. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's a lot of the emotional stuff that I've just talked about, right? That we're we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna resolve that, you know, in a in a podcast or in a coaching session. But right. being able to function and not being locked in the shower, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. something we can work on, right? Yeah, yeah. So what I what we're gonna going to focus on today is that we can use the shame as clues to what's going on, and then we want to identify the trigger, and then the ADHD challenges that we get to work on. Yeah. Notice my choice of words there. We get to work on. It's our opportunity. Our opportunity. Yay! <laughs> Such a privilege to be able to work on this. <laughs> I think he would have reached through the phone line and punched me right, or the Zoom line <laughs> and punched all. me right down if he could. No, not at all. Not at all. because look, I mean, here's the reality: if you have ever found yourself really overwhelmed with shame and struggled to get out of that mode, then you know how hard it can be sometimes. You yes, know? it can yes. be debilitating. A lot and of the, the times it's yeah. just quick, you know, it's like something hits me and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, and then it's embarrassing or whatever, but then I move on. But this, this, I did have a bout recently that was more like, no, I'm just, I'm just soaking. Yeah. And the, and the rumination where your thoughts just keep playing over and over and over again. And it is so hard to stop those. Yeah, it can uh, be. Yeah. Especially yeah. because it becomes a positive feedback loop. When you, yes. which, which and ironically is very negative in this case, right? You know, because the more you think about why this could be your fault, the more you realize, oh yeah, there's this and then there's that. And remember that other time when you did the same dang thing and then you, you know, and then you're, you're just triggering. And for anybody listening to, to, or, or reading whole brain living, this is your character too, that just wants to go bananas and be negative. It's singing in the shame shower. Yeah, it's singing a really unhappy song. Shape <laughs> <laughs> shower, and, and I, the rumination. We just mentioned that that is something that is really common with a lot of people with ADHD. Where our overactive brains, we just can't shut it off sometimes. Yeah. And I've seen in myself as I've gotten much better at managing my attention deficit that. I am more able to control the rumination. It really doesn't rule me like it used to. I, yeah, I found that to be true as well, um, which was one of the reasons why I realized when I was ruminating here recently just how significant it was. It became a bigger sign, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, yeah. yeah, there's something here to pay attention to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we have four steps we're going to talk about today, David, for stepping out of the shame shower. Okay. Four steps. Yeah. Um, the first thing is we want to identify the trigger. We've talked about that and and what turned on the shame shower. And when you are in the shame shower, you, you know, what happened, you're naturally going to say, well, I'm an idiot. I'm a failure. I'll never do blah, 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 the negative self-talk. That's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. Right. That's not, to me, that's not um, the trigger. That's not the answer. It, well, it happened because I'm such a loser. No, that's not what really happened. What was the action that, that triggered 
the event that led to the shame, what's really going on? What's the why behind it? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. It's the you're an idiot feeling or the words when you hear yourself say them, right? That's a symptom mm-hmm. <laughs> of yes. the shame shower. Yes. It's, and, and it certainly is not going to help you, you know. Uh, it's not it's not productive. And although you may feel like in that moment, it's true, <laughs> you know, it can be it can really feel like when you're really soaking in the shame shower, you can really feel like, well, you know, I really am an idiot, you know. <laughs> but at some point you, you just realize, well, OK, this is not a productive train of thought. It's not going to it's not helping me. It's not serving me. It's certainly not going to solve anything. Yeah. So that's your clue that there's you've got some deeper work to do. Yeah, truly. Yeah, and and so it's stepping back, and I don't know if you how much you want to dis- disclose here. I I can do mine because I have a recent thing that sort of throw me threw me in the shame shower a little bit, and I'm dancing to try and stay out of it. Mm. Um, we we have had a home equity loan for you know we have to get a new roof, and which is a lot of money, and so we have have had a home equity loan for years to deal with stuff like that. Sure. Well, I was so excited. I've really been working to pay down debt and all of that stuff, and I paid off the home equity loan, and I did what I do, which is I didn't read the fine print. Mm. I am not a fine print kind of person. And then we went, we're getting this new roof, and we went to activate it, and I realized, no, my home equity loan is gone from my credit union accounts it's vanished what's happened and oh. so i made some calls and i found out they had closed it because i'd done what i thought was the right thing and paid it off right and normally that wouldn't be a problem right they closed your home equity line right, right? you except, can get a new one right right except we were at a what a 3.5 interest rate on the old one and this new one, besides having to go through all the paperwork and do all of this stuff again, oh my God, you know, the two years of everything. Now our interest rate's gonna be, I don't know, seven and a half percent, which this is a lot of money, a big difference when you're talking about a loan. Yeah, you've just doubled your cost on the interest. Yes. For the loan. Yeah. 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 And I it's the kind of thing that I have done over and over again in my life. I don't read the fine print. I don't read the details. I just happily go along with this belief that of what I'm doing. Yeah. And that I know what's going on. And it's, you know, I'm living in this fantasy land. And so my not reading details is that's the thing that's gotten me in trouble over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. I can I can speak a little bit obliquely about my situation. I don't we don't have to get in a lot of detail, but I had a, a system in my business that had been solved that was set up and functioning and working really well. And it's it's around bookkeeping. And I lost my person that I that I relied upon for that system to function. And you know, I made some attempts at replacing them, but didn't. And then, as you know, and our, you know, dear listener, if you've listened to a lot of our podcasts, you know that for a couple of years, I was actually employed full time outside of my business. And so, but the business carried on and generated new bookkeeping requirements during all that time. And then stuff piled up and it wasn't completed. And then there were messes and errors because of people making mistakes that I was trying to work with, but didn't spend the time that it took to get them up to speed. All of that sort of collided into a situation where I have not just taxes to deal with, but some other 
financial reporting I have to take care of. And, yeah. but, but going through the numbers myself and fixing the problems caused me to look at some realities in the business that were not just related to the bookkeeping side of it, but just like, wow, this has been doing more poorly than I thought. <laughs> so what is the, what's the trigger that's, and I'm looking for the pattern, like mine is not reading the details. What's the pattern for you, David, that's thrown, that's triggered this, that throws you in to the shame shower? This one was, if a, you can, was a set of their, them, you know, one of them was the not, not resolving a problem after it had been, had gotten unsolved. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I'll just be like, yeah, no, I just, you know, I, I, I made efforts at it, <clears throat> excuse me, but I didn't see them through. And so I didn't actually get that system back into a place where it was working properly. Okay. Yeah. So it was not really paying attention to the science and not taking it. Yeah. And of course I thoroughly. know better. That system existed for a reason, right? Yep. And so I knew that there would be negative consequences arriving at some point if I didn't deal with it. And I didn't deal with it before they showed up. You know, it's one of those yeah. things like <clears throat> if I had if I had dealt with it even six months earlier or whatever, I might have been able to avoid a lot of expense and a lot of pain. Yeah. So this is what we're talking about, dearest listeners, is identifying the trigger. What is it that you what are the deep down habits, patterns that you need to watch out for because you know this is the kind of thing that's going to start that domino effect of the shame, of the things going wrong in the shame shower, whatever it might be. Okay, so the second step after identifying the trigger is our mindset reset. This, you know, is who do you want to be? How do you want the situation to be? Instead, So instead of standing in there thinking I'm ugly, stupid, and my mother dresses me funny, and oh, here I go again, and I'm da-da-da-da-da-da-da. No, who do I want to be? I want to be a person who, if I'm not going to pay attention to the details, I've got someone else paying attention to the details. I'm, I'm not just going into this fantasy world and brushing it off and saying and thinking I don't even need to look at it. I, I want to be the person that's, that realizes this is a real shaky area for me, this kind of a thing, and I need someone else to look at it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And for me, I need to be this, I want to be the sort of person who remembers the importance of something, <laughs> like, like, like the solution to that problem that I allowed to just remain unsolved, right? I don't yeah. want to be the sort of person that just goes, well, I can deal with it later, you know, no, actually, that's a four alarm fire. It needs to. It, I need to treat it as such. You know, and um, but it's it's hard when when there are things that look like fires, right? So yes, I need to be the sort of person that recognizes which ones can really bite me. Yeah, you know, which is in living in forest in wildfire land country. There are some fires they just let smolder and burn, and there are some fires they've got to fight. Yeah, and there's a huge difference. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, and I did know, but I, <laughs> but there, the mindset yeah. reset that you're talking about is, okay, yeah, I made the mistake again, but this, this allows me the opportunity to become the kind of person that doesn't allow this, you know, to happen, yeah. you know, or yes, yes. And, or catches it faster, whatever it might exactly. be. Yeah. Okay. So our third third thing after the trigger, identify the trigger, the mindset reset, our third thing is that this is where we shift into solution. 
mode. It's shame is a sign. It is not a solution. We've got to step out of it. Um, so, you know, what's, what can you do that will make the difference to, to change the taking action to change the event? You know, so for me, it's, well, you know, we, we need $20,000 in the next six weeks. And what are we going to do? Well, we're going to open a new loan and I've got to do it without getting upset with myself every time we have to send in forms and do all of this thing and jump through the hoops. And thank you. Thank you. I am married to a man who's, he's just so cool about this. He's probably seen it enough over the past 40 years that this is what I'm going to do that he's not, he's not, hasn't said a word. But every step along, that is great, by the way, that he's that way. Cause you don't yes. need somebody else's voice. I don't need yours, someone right? else like, pointing out that yeah. I I messed this up. We're I really harder don't. on ourselves than anybody yeah. else would be. Well, but not necessarily. Some people have partners that are that are constantly throwing them back in the shame shower. But that's a that's a different situation. But, but yeah, but if you did speak up, you would be harder, even harder on yourself. I guess yes. that's my point. Like it would amplify yeah. what you're what you're feeling. And I like the fact, Dana, that you're talking about one small thing that you can do because one uh, sort of tendency that I'm aware of with with neurodivergent types like us. <laughs> especially those of us who have ADHD is we can catastrophize. Oh yeah. Like the solution is close the business, never try to start another business ever again. Like, you know, like you're, you don't belong in this, uh, you should never X, Y, Z. And so, you know, that's a a catastrophized solution and and an extreme one. And it would solve the problem. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You think, Um, Yeah. And I've learned that when I start catastrophizing that there's, it's not necessarily a shame issue, but then I need to step back and look at the bigger picture. Every time I think I'm going to quit, shut down the business, go get a job at Trader Joe's, that is a sign I need to step back and look at, okay, what's really going on here? Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's good. Um, yeah. So, so it's the solution and is the, what can you do? So mine saying, okay, we're going to reopen the new loan. That's the, that's the spot treatment, but the bigger long-term solution is realizing, as we talked about earlier, who I want to be as a person that realizes this is a very weak point for me. And I need to make sure if I'm not going to read the details that someone else that's on my side is yeah. going to. Yeah. yeah. And you need to have the awareness like because I could see that being the kind of thing that would. Well, it did bite you unawares. <laughs> like, like yeah. You didn't notice that there was fine print to worry about in that case. Yeah. Right. And there's a yes. And there's a part of me that how what I need to watch out for is that, oh, it's going to be fine. Oh, I don't need to read this. I'll just sign. Oh, I don't need to pay. It. I'll just sign. And then I need to have reminders. Right. You know, yeah, especially if with a, like a long-term yeah. home equity line or something where you you probably opened it years ago. We did, and it had it had fallen out of this time frame, and now I know. Oh, in ten years, I need some sort of a reminder that says this is going. What's going to happen if you pay this off? Yeah, yeah. A lot of times, those kinds of things. I feel them more than remember them. There's a reason why something's funky about X, Y, or Z. And then it's frustrating because I don't remember what the details are, but I, yeah. but I know there's something scratching at me there, you know? Yeah, that's spy- it's that spider sense. And yeah. we have to start to pay attention to it. Because yeah, when I step back and look at this, there was, I, I had my red flares going up all over the place and I just <sighs> was happily ignoring them. 
Yeah, and mine too. And I was also thinking, oh, I love our credit union. They want me to get out of debt. No, they don't. They make money when I'm in debt. Yeah, I mean, they're not at least extorting you like, you know, commercial no, banks. Like, but <laughs> right, but still, their goal is to have me pay interest if I can. Yeah, yeah. it funds their operations, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In part. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so the solution mode. What do you need to do? What's the spider sense? The biggest, smaller picture and the bigger picture. And then, and then David, this, the next fourth step is what I named intentional distraction. And a lot of this came from our conversation yesterday, uh, uh, just when we had offline, is that I got from, from you, okay, what, what else were you doing about it? Because taking action is part of it, but we also need to, um, it, we also need to just distract ourselves so we get out of that rumination, the constant thinking, and the shame shower. It's true because there were several days last week, m- more more days than than I wasn't this way. Where during those days, I mean, I, if, particularly for whatever reason, in the morning I would wake up and I'd be reminded of all the circumstances, and then I just would plummet, you know. Mm-hmm. And in that space, in that state, I couldn't take action. No, you know, if you know, give me a small thing to do that would make a difference, and I'd be like, "Screw that! I can't." You know, yeah. you just I just can't because yeah. emotionally I was overwhelmed. That character to to throb thing was just shutting me down. Yeah, yeah. And you, yeah. but then you reached a point where you were able to step out of it. Yes. Yeah, and it's at it's, least partly. Yeah, I was, and and in, and in fact, um, on on each of those days, I, I didn't I didn't finish any of those days in the shame shower, despite how many hours I spent in it in the morning, <laughs> you know, I did manage to shift it, you know, in, in, in each case and sometimes more quickly than others. There were some days where it, it like consumed half my day where I was just mm-hmm. like, ah, I can't function, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But then what did you do? All right. So the first thing, and this is one that we talked about yesterday and we've talked about this before in, in search of dopamine, Mm-hmm. Right. But in this case, it, it just is the same technique, but served a slightly different purpose, although I'm sure I got some dopamine. And that was to make progress on a meaningful goal that was not attached to the thing related to shame. So like in my case, a meaningful goal for me right now is to improve the orderliness overall of my house because, you know, it, it, it it's when entropy happens, right? You know, and, yeah. and, and order doesn't happen by accident. And so, like, there are places and parts of my house where it's just too much entropy. So a simple thing I can do is, like, stop allowing more entropy to, to build in, uh, in one area. So the kitchen is an example. Go in and clean the kitchen. You know, it doesn't require my brain to function. It doesn't, you know, I can do it on autopilot. And I'm able to do something that tangibly produce a result. And because that goal is meaningful to me, it moved me into a different mental and emotional state. Yeah. You know, and, and I was also working on creating order in, in several other places at the same time. You know, it's like, well, I'll take a minute and straighten this pile or I'll, you know, go through that junk mail over there. And you know what I mean? So just it, it looks like wasting time, perhaps, especially if you have a, a pressing deadline. But in reality, it wasn't wasting time. I got more time back for every minute I spent doing that. Yeah. So it, it we could have said, okay, it's procrastination, but it really wasn't. It was an intentional act that helped you step out of the shame shower. Yep. Uh, other things I can yeah. I have done at times is mow the lawn or pull weeds or you know do do something that just visibly produces uh, uh, progress towards a meaningful goal. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think here, there, the things you're talking about are you're also moving. Yes. So it's also physically moving. So, and that's another thing too that I think is so important that to, the, because the exercise changes the brain chemistry and this is something where we've got to look at you know, we've got yeah. to look at the brain chemistry and ironically it, this all happened at a good time in the sense that I'm back to my workout routines so if I hadn't had those I, I think this could have been even worse you know oh yeah because yeah. because exercise just makes such a difference yes so. it does all right. Another thing you said you did is you've been changing the scenery. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago for you that you've been going and doing some work at coffee shops and such. So you're not just sitting in your office stewing in that yeah. in the shame shower that's pouring down over your desk. Yeah. I'd spent many hours working, in my case, on bookkeeping and financial records and updating things in my office. And so just physically doing my work elsewhere, I wasn't working on that. <laughs> but yeah. But I wasn't in the spa- in the space where I'd experienced the torture, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I find for me sometimes even just going up to the dining room table, getting out of my office and going up to the dining room yeah. table can shift my attitude and my emotions. Absolutely, just you know, a different working spot in the house or outside yeah. of the house. In my case, it just it, uh, I've done all of the above. Yeah, yeah. Another one that I really liked that you talked about was, and I call it sparking your interests, but you listening to to ebooks and podcasts and things that get you thinking and excited about other things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, in this case, I was able to to listen to some stuff that was podcast material, honestly, that related to topics where I have expertise. And I'm listening to to a guest, uh, you know, on a podcast talking about a specific topic. And everything that they said was stuff that I do with clients, have done with clients. And it it, it was kind of, you know, it was kind of maybe it's maybe it's cheesy. I don't know. But it, it felt rewarding. It was like, yeah, that's exactly. I actually engaged my mind sort of hypothetically in some of the problems they were talking about and to have arrived at conclusions that in this case, the, the quote unquote expert also arrived at was helpful. That was, that was kind of like, yeah, my brain had a problem to work on, even though it wasn't mine. And it also just got my brain in solution mode. Kind of a, um, kind of a, not a shortcut, but like a different route to getting my brain into solution mode. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I like that. So so it's helping your brain realize, oh, I'm not just a total loser. There are things that I know, things that I'm good at, and things that I'm interested in and excited about. Yeah, thankfully, it was not a podcast about bookkeeping or accounting or taxes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're we're shifting out of the shame. We're stepping out of that shame shower. Yeah, yeah changing the subject, you know. Yeah. 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 Um, and then caring for your brain. So it, you know, just yeah, it's hard to do, and we've got to realize that we have to be make sure we're not hungry, we're not tired, we're we're getting exercise, we're moving, we're getting enough um, sleep, we're getting enough other people time. So it's that halt. The you may have people may have heard this. David reminded me of it yesterday. H A L T. So are you hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? Boy, when you're in any of those four, or in some combination of them, mm-hmm. you're negative emotional circuits will be vulnerable to running a lot. Yeah. 
And this is resetting your brain chemistry. So this, a lot of what we've talked about in this is we're resetting your brain chemistry. It's exactly what we're doing, you know? And yeah. that's, the, that's the beauty of all of this, Dana, is that at, at the end of the day, even the shame shower and the negative emotion is a brain circuit that runs. It's circuitry. And I mean, we're mixing the chemistry and the circuitry metaphors, but it, it's very much like what we've talked about and reading about with, with whole brain living. It's the stuff that the, there's the old saying in brain wiring brain circuitry that is the, the circuits that that fire together wire together right yeah yeah so if you are you know seeing triggers occur and you're feeling all the negative emotions well then you know those they they pair up and partner up and work against you so you can change them though and that's the beauty of we're not we're not stuck with our brain chemistry we're not stuck with our with our brain circuitry, we can rewire and refire as we go. Uh, it's not easy. It's simple. No, it's not none easy. of this is easy. None of this is easy. I like that simple and not easy. One something you said that I also want to uh, um, highlight is that you're seeing the negative emotions. So yes, you're feeling them, but we need to step out of the feeling yes. and actually see what's going on. Yeah, and observe. Yeah. And that that that's also a discipline that you learn to observe without judgment because yes. because unfortunately, you know, observing it can be like, well, here I go again. I'm in the shame shower and you found a new reason to be ashamed. <laughs> yeah. You know, but if you can observe without judgment, then that becomes a superpower. Yeah. Because our shame, if you were to give it a personality, it reminds me of in in old British movies, it's probably in Dickens or something or books, you know, the judge with the big ugly wig on, the white wig on, sitting up on the big bench, you know, eat your gruel or throw them on the orphanage or whatever, you know, whatever the whole thing right. is. That's what, that's what my shame looks like. It's got, it's just cruel. Yeah, yeah. And, and. A lot of times it doesn't even have to speak in a way that's exaggerated. Mm -hmm. It can just tell you the truth. Like, hey, you shouldn't have done that, you know? Yeah. Guess yeah. what happens if you do X, you get Y. And it's like, no, I don't really need to hear that. I know that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Keep your powdered wig to yourself there, buckaroo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So those are things that intentional distraction, also making sure you're taking care of yourself. You know, it's so easy when you're ashamed to forget to shower and, you know, you don't brush your teeth and you're, you know, in your sweatpants for days on end and just it, that doesn't help. It really doesn't help. No, I took an actual shower, got up, shaved my head, groomed my beard, trimmed it, you know, things that just it did it matter that day. No, except that it did. It, it yeah. helped shift my state. Yeah. yeah, it really does shift your shift your state. And are there things that soothe you? It's just journaling work for you. Music, music is my thing that can shift my brain chemistry. Journaling just makes me cir circle in the in the shame. Yeah, it can for me too sometimes. But some people journaling is just the best thing in the whole wide world, and that's how they work things out. That's not. For, yeah, you know I, what works for you. Yeah, once I changed my state a little bit, I could journal and actually process and not yes. and not fuel the the shame. But yeah. eh, if I had started journaling in the worst of the state, I I would have absolutely just journaled about all the reasons why I'm a failure. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. And that would have been not good. Not and good. and so what we're saying there listener is know what soothes you, what works for you. Just because 
every people say, well, you need to journal does not mean that you need to journal. Know what, know what shifts you. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's good. Those are, those are solutions, Dana. I like your four steps, right? Okay. Yeah. Identify the trigger, do the mindset reset work, shift into solution mode, and then, and then all that umbrella of intentional distraction. So many, so many helpful, I hope, things. In yes. There. And they we're not just, and, and we want to keep working towards the solutions. Yeah. Even though we're doing the intentional distraction, it doesn't, we're not saying head in the sand, pretend it hadn't happened, but it's giving you the mental availability to be able to move forward on the solution. Yeah. Good point, Dana. This is like plugging the leak in the boat. It doesn't get rid of the water that's already in the boat, but at least you're not adding to it. Right. And then once you're in solution mode and you've gotten your emotional state in a better place, then you can actually work on shoveling the water out of the boat. You you, you know, you can move on to the things that will make a, a bigger difference in the future. But it's a lot about just getting your, getting yourself unstuck. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, Lister, what do you think? What do you think? Is this useful for you? What can you remember? How will you use this information? Um, and um, anything else to add, David, before we wrap up? Well, I would just ask you, dear listener, as well, like, what tricks work for you? You know, if you can, if you can hack your own emotional state and get out of the shame shower, what have you found that works? And we want to hear from you. You can drop us a line. Just email us hello at kicksomeadhd.com. Hello at kicksomeadhd.com. Just drop us a line right now. Yeah, send, send a quick email. Let us know. We do get them. And uh, we've been getting more of them lately, Dana. It's always good yep, to hear from yeah. you, dear listener. Excellent. Thanks, everybody. Go out and have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. And kick some ADHD. Bam. So what do you think? Is Kick Some ADHD making a difference in your life? If so, join the movement. Help Dana and me help more people. Just share Kick Some ADHD with your people and leave a rating and review in your podcast app. It does help us spread the word that living with ADHD doesn't have to be so hard. 